Hi everyone, Lauren Kinghorn, Inspiring Mompreneurs, and today I am featuring Heather Cresswell, who works with conscious leaders to create sustainable, profitable flow in their business and lives. Heather, you sound absolutely amazing. I loved reading your written interview, and I'm really excited to interview you in person today. So tell me more about what you do and what it looks like, what your day looks like. Well, my day, my day looks like, first of all, getting my daughter up and off and ready to school, as I'm sure some of you can relate to. And then before I've even done that, I really set myself up for the day by doing a morning routine. So the very first thing that I do is I get up, uh, I have a glass of lemon juice, which is very medicinal. And then I do some meditation, I do some yoga, and I do some breathing because I do think that energy plays such a huge role in the way our days unfold and just how we, how we step into our day. So if we can step into our day from a place of positivity, of feeling good, I generally have a hot shower followed by a cold one. I do a bit of Wim Hof and, and really amp myself up for the day. And that's how my, that's how my day starts. And then my day can be made up of a number of different things. So it can be made up of one-on-one -on -one coaching that, that I do, recording videos for online content that I'm continuously updating. I'm busy running a relationships training at the moment. So um, something that my husband and I are doing together. So putting that content together, the workbook, making sure everything's ready and prepared for the, set, the next session that we've got coming up. And then working with the flow code with, with people in businesses, because that's really what I'm passionate about is how to create sustainable and profitable businesses for entrepreneurs and leaders that are wanting to not only keep an eye on the bottom line, but also use their businesses to make a difference and an impact. Wow, Heather, that's amazing. So I'd love to hear more about the flow code and I'm sure all of our watchers and listeners would like to hear more about it as well because the flow code is not something I've actually heard of before, um, before our chat last week, actually. So yeah, please um, uh, yeah, expand on that. That would be great. Mm. So the flow codes literally come out of, I've spent about the last 20 years working with people in personal development, so in their own personal development overcoming their blockages, overcoming your limiting beliefs, and really being able to step fully into the power of who you are. And then looking at it from, I've been a bit of a serial entrepreneur, I've run a number of businesses in very different spaces as well. So not only my training and personal development business, but I've had a um, construction and interior design business. So a range of businesses and I've taken what I've learned and the people that I've studied with, I've been privileged to go overseas and study with people like Tony Robbins and Lisa Nichols and, and really get global um, input from global leaders. And out of that developed business in real business intelligence that allows entrepreneurs to have a map of what they need to be doing in their business and my most recent partnership is with Mike Hancock and Landy Jack of the Circle of Excellence and I've been working with them they've been mentoring me and I've become a member of the Circle of Excellence and that in, has enabled me to access their business intelligence and they really are global leaders in this market 
serve, they've traveled around the world, run mentorship and mastermind programs all over the world. And out of that pulled together proven future-proofed business blueprints that underpin the, the flow code. Because so many of us in entrepreneurial businesses have a sense of overwhelm. We're not sure where to focus. And a lot of us are doing the wrong things right. So we've got all this energy, we've got all this inspiration, we out there, we really want to make an impact with our business, but we're just not focusing on the right things. And the statistics are quite dismal around the number of businesses that get started in a year. And you know, after two years, there's, there's, there's a big drop off. After five years, there's even a bigger drop off. And between 10 and 15 years later, only one in four businesses will still be around. Sure. And so we need to make sure that we are one of those four businesses that we actually have the, we've been focusing on the right things. We've applied a step-by-step -step approach to our business because I think we start off and we think, well, where do we start? And for many of us, we caught in that, in that rock and a hard place between having to generate cash flow almost immediately in our businesses as well as work on all the development and the back end aspects of our business before we can, you know, actually launch and, and, and take that step forward. You're so right. So the Alchemy Flow really does provide that map for us as businesses. And we can also come in at different areas in the, in the flow code as well. So we can also use it as a diagnostic tool to say, okay, I'm green in these areas. I've got these areas covered, but I'm orange in these areas or I'm a red <laughs> in these mm -hmm. areas. Mm -hmm. So it plays, it plays a number of different, a number of different roles. Amazing. I, I, you know where I could see it being really beneficial is I found that, well, certainly for me, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are, are going through the same thing, is, is, is being a solopreneur. So when you start that business, you're on your own. And it's moving from the phase of solopreneur to entrepreneur really is such a, it's such a big leap of faith because it's now you're hiring people, you need to get your team together and it's who to hire and you know, what are you going to outsource? And those are really big questions. Do you address those in the flow code? Absolutely. So we, we very much look at that. We look at, we look at how to scale. So mm -hmm. really breaking that down also into a step-by-step -step process. And then I use um, an, a product called the Contribution Compass to look at what your strengths are, as well as then when you're bringing your team in to ensure that you're also bringing a team in that is going to be complementary to what mm -hmm. your strengths are. Because one of the mistakes that we make in business, and it was a mistake that I made in, in, my, first, in my, my first training business, was I went into business with my best friend, and it was brilliant. We had the most incredible fun, and it was fantastic. But we were so similar. So we brought the same strengths into the business. And that meant that there were gaping holes in, in our business. Mm. And so it's very, very important to have enough self-awareness to have used a product and there are many different products out there that you can use to, you know, what is your strength finder? What, what puts you in flow? And I think that's the important thing is, mm. you know, when we start out, we have to do so many different things. 
Yeah. But it's really for you to create flow in your business. You need to be doing the things that, that put you into flow. And then you pull your team together around you. That's going to create flow for themselves. So they are also having a sense of fulfillment at the end of the day. So, you know, for me looking at a spreadsheet, not putting me in flow. <laughs> but for, like for somebody who, who is, you know, who, who that is really fantastic and exciting for them. And that's who you need on your team. But we, we attracted to people that are like us. So yeah. when we start off that interview process, we automatically start looking for people that are like us, but we don't need that. We actually need that complementary energy in our business. So yeah. that's a very important point that you raised around Absolutely. How, do we, how do we do that and how do we ensure that we're really building that team around us? And what kind of tools do you use? I mean, do you use like the Myers-Briggs type indicator or some kind of personality test or are you using um, Wealth Dynamics where it's all the different, uh, you know, all mm. the different entrepreneur profiles or what do you yeah. use to kind of um, help people through that? So I'm actually a qualified Wealth Dynamics um, consultant. Awesome. But I'm, I'd, I've actually moved on, to, on from that. I use something called the Contribution Compass. It also mm -hmm. is um, based on uh, this, a similar wisdom than the Wealth Dynamics mm -hmm. profiling system, where we're looking at your energy. So what is the energy that you bring? So do you bring that igniting energy where you fire everybody up? Or do you bring that more sustainable energy that you've got a good sense of timing, you know how things are going to pan out, or are you more people orientated? Is that your energy you want to connect with people? Mm -hmm. Or are you sitting more um, on the left of the profile, which is more kind of your steel energy where you're going to be far more interested in the processes that need to be put in place, mm -hmm. the fine detail that you want, that you want to be focusing on. Because my belief is that you can teach a skill. So you can teach any skill that you need a person to step into in your business. But the mm -hmm. energy that they bring is so important. And I find that yeah. the contribution compass, it's, it's based on the Enneagram, really mm. has this deep underpinning of, of, um, of wisdom of, of that, that, that comes through. And I awesome. find that it goes into far more depth than the wealth dynamics look the wealth dynamics is brilliant and it's it's a fantastic tool and i yeah. love how, how it works together but for me personally the contribution compass has just taken it just that one step that one step deeper so that is sure. a tool that i use i can hear because i mean the enneagrams are so deep um, just the enneagrams alone what are you on the enneagram scale as a matter of interest so i to be honest with you, I, I think I'm a seven at this I'm point. I'm a seven. Are you? Are you? It's so funny because you're almost born on the same day. <laughs> also a seven. All about fun. Yes. Because so, it's not fun, igniting. I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that igniting, you know, that igniting energy. Um, so, so, yeah. So, I think that that's where that's there's a lot of wisdom that's based on that and in every single area of the flow code and i think this is a very important thing to drive across is that there is a blueprint underpinning it mm -hmm. so while there's the overall map which is the code underpinning each area so whether it's cash flow whether it's client flow whether it's your time flow mm -hmm. underpinning that is another 
blueprint that supports that. So, so you for the flow code and when you want it, you choose to participate in actually applying the flow code into your business, you're getting a whole range of tools. So not only is it the one-on-one -on -one coaching that I bring to it in terms of having a look at where you are personally in your life, what are your dreams, what are your visions, what's holding you back, what are your beliefs that might be there tripping you up, but it's, it's not only that, it's here is the code for the blueprint that is for how to manage your clients. Here mm -hmm. is the blueprint in terms of where you need to be spending your time and what you need to be focusing on. So there's a number of tools, which is why I say it's, it's as deep as the Enneagram because it sits as a map underneath, but it has all of these pillars that support wow. it and from, from underneath. That is not only building up your own psychology, because we need to do that. We need to... Mm. And mindset. Yeah. Mm. Really need to address mindset and and become who we need to become in order to create the success. Because who we who we are has got us to where we are today. So our yes. patterns, our beliefs, our experiences, our history, our assumptions, all the stuff that sits underneath is what's got us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Now we have to look at who do we need to become in order to take that next step. Awesome. And that's scary because we're mm. moving into a new, moving into a new space. I kind of always feel a bit like Star trek -y, you know, we kind of <laughs> moving forward through the frontiers of our own <laughs> limits, and our own beliefs. And we, we're moving into that new space and that requires new neural pathways in our mm. brain. Absolutely. New habits. So it's, mm. it's, it's working on a multidimensional levels and very mm. often we want to move from where we are now to where we want to get to in a straight line. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I talk about flow is because nothing in nature works in a straight line. All rivers flow to the sea. So they all end up in the, they, they all end up in the, at their goal, but none of them flow in a straight line. They're mm. always taking twists and turns. Sure. And we want to we must resist those twists and turns because we think we are on this mission and we've got to go but I'm saying take a step back mm -hmm. and step into that flow because that's, that's why it's multidimensional. It's not in a straight line. We don't grow in a straight line. Our businesses aren't going to grow in a straight line. Absolutely. So it's pulling all of those different elements together. And that's really where that alchemy comes in. When you pull the different elements of your business together, the different elements of yourself together, and you start to create that, transformation and that synergy between the different elements then you start to get that transformation from lead into gold which wow. is the process of alchemy so that's really oh. <laughs> oh now i understand your branding that's busy yeah. changing so that's what the gold is did you yeah. you obviously read the alchemist by paulo coelho as yeah. well which was yeah, such an awesome ago. book <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite books yeah. oh that sounds amazing so and typically how long does this take so this process do you work with someone for a year for two years for however long it takes is it a week basis how does how does it look now um when you do the flow code with someone so the flow code if i'm doing it as a mentor mentorship program then it's basically a 16-week program mm -hmm. and that is one-on-one -on -one coaching session every week 
where we where we address each of the areas as we work through the the actual flow code mm -hmm. and then there's supplementary videos that go with it and like i said the blueprints that underpin each of that so there will be almost the introductory session there will be this is what we're focusing on this is the blueprint now you go away and you work that blueprint mm -hmm. and you go and you do the that work that's required and then and then once that's in place we look we review it and we look at it and we have a q a session and we then look at how how it's being implemented and tracked because that's what we need to be doing as well all the time is we need to be tracking and seeing what's working what's not working reviewing so that's basically a 16 week end-to-end -end process and then if if we loving working together and you want to carry on working together then we move on to a different format where we connect once a month and that's 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 an ongoing process the other way to do it is which i really love is to run it as a mastermind so that is a 12-month mastermind mm -hmm. and we really look at and unpack that not only working through it but levering leveraging off of each other because one of the things that i speak about in the flow code is your network and mm. and your partners mm -hmm. so when we pull together and a mastermind it's always interesting to see who shows up in that mastermind because very often it's the people that really can leverage and work with each other it's fantastic to have that kind of sharing space where we um using ideas or i tried this and this really worked or mm -hmm. no this didn't work that well and i've benefited hugely from being part of masterminds and also from from running them because there's just so much that each person brings and then those masterminds are limited to 10 people because i really want to be able to spend time with each of those clients throughout throughout the month as well so that you get additional one-on-one -on -one sessions not only in in the mastermind session when we are all together okay and is it all run on zoom or or how do you do it so currently it's all being run on zoom okay yeah. awesome awesome <laughs> and then, amazing and part of that is because i want to reach a global a global audience mm -hmm. and and because i want to I travel quite a lot so i want to be able to have that freedom one of my sec my second highest value is freedom so <laughs> after love <laughs> so tell, yeah tell me more about the relationship coaching um that you do with your husband because that also sounds amazing mm. yeah it's amazing because i think that our relationships if we can get our relationships working our personal intimate relationships it has such a huge impact on our happiness so the longest harvard study that's ever been run and i think it's been going for probably about 50 or 60 years i might be wrong but somewhere around there they, they've basically done a study on happiness and the thing that really makes us happy is having fantastic great relationships and we got married so young i got married when i was 22 and we had two children and it was this complete whirlwind and then we both thank goodness got involved and went and did personal development course courses when we were really young from the age of 24 we were looking at ourselves and creating greater awareness and doing courses 
And we grew so differently. I mean, if you think back to how much you grew in your 20s, mm. what, what you went through. So we grew apart in our 20s mm-hmm. and managed to navigate our way through it and ended up coming back together and finding our way back to ourselves first and then back to each other. And in one of the, um, where, where we were working and running these seminars and working with, with trainers, we launched the um, relationship evolution course. And it's evolved over the years, but we started that in 2000. So we've been doing it for 20 years. Wow. And we really use everything that we've studied around relationships, what makes it work, as well as our own personal experience, because we've been through a huge amount in our relationship. It's, it's, it's not often that somebody can come and say to us, oh, I'm going through this, where we can't say, okay, well, we obviously go through exactly the same thing, but we can mm-hmm. relate to it from this way, and this is how, this is how we handled it. Mm-hmm. And things have just been incredible. I mean, my relationship, as I said to you, you know, it's my, it's my greatest achievement because mm. there've been days and years where I've thought, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. How I'm going to actually stay in this relationship. And that was <laughs> I've actually got a brilliant husband. You know, everybody says, oh, like Fred's so amazing. And he is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ourselves. And, and so we work very deeply on our relationship patterning. So what is your relationship patterning? What we, you know, what, what was going on with your parents? What did, you know, what is your map? What have you been shown about relationships? What are your beliefs about relationships, about men, about women? So we, we unpack that. And then we look at the archetypes as well, because there's archetypes that come into play in our relationships that if we're not aware of them, mm-hmm. then they can be, you know, there could be the archetype of the wounded child. Mm-hmm. And so you looking to be rescued. So I'm speaking from my own experience. That mm-hmm. was the archetype that was very much in play when I met Fred. So I was young and um, I was looking for my knights in shining armor to come and rescue me. And of course he did. And that came out of his patterning. And, but then there came a time where I, where I had grown enough that I didn't want to be the wounded child anymore. And then we had to navigate our way through <laughs> Okay, well, you know, he's used to being the knight in shining armor and I'm used to being, you know, the victim in need of rescue. How do we navigate that now? And how do we shift that? I want to step into my power as a woman. And then he needs to step into his power as, you know, not the knight in shining armor, but the king and me being the queen. And then how do we move forward using those archetypes? So bringing that kind of wisdom as well into into the relationships and then just yeah really working with communication real communication and and creating safe spaces to say what you think and say what you feel because we do hold back in our relationships Mm. and it's it's very vulnerable it's a vulnerable space for us to expose ourselves so looking at how do we create those pockets of safety in our relationship where we can have those kinds of deep deep connection. Wow, that sounds so amazing as well. And um, when, how do you do those? So is that also a weekly basis or? Yeah, so that's that's a six week course that we run. We've actually got one, we're running one at the moment and then we've got one coming up that we're going to run in October and into November. 
-hmm. And that is our next, our next one we're running. And then we meet weekly on Zoom. So that we're okay. running it on Zoom at the moment. First prize is to run it all together. But I'm finding that we just, we've got people that are signing up from all over the world. Awesome. coming on you know coming on right. to that that course because i think people just see that relationships are they really define how happy we are we can have everything we can have all the money in the world we can have a fantastic career and a fantastic job but if we don't have great relationships we we don't have a sense of fulfillment we really you know that is our humanness that requires that that connection yeah, and I'm sure all of the mompreneurs who are watching this or listening to this will really relate to that. I mean, it's so important if you're a mompreneur. It's a, it's a big undertaking. You're looking after your kids and you're um, also building a business. And then where does the relationship with your spouse sit in all of that? Because there's so much going on that has got nothing to do with your marriage in a sense because yeah you know yeah. he's out there doing his thing you're doing your thing and trying to balance the children mm. and the household and everything it's a it's it's crazy um and lockdown i think has has maybe uh, intensified a lot of feelings yeah. for a lot of people as well yeah and and we look at all of those relationships as well on the course so we look at we look at your relationship with your children and how to navigate that relationship as well. As you know, I've got three children and you can yeah. see I've got big age gaps. So yeah. my oldest son is going to be 50 this year. Wow. And um, my second son's 27 and my grandmother. And then we've got, <laughs> we've got our youngest child who's 13. Amazing. And so I've, I've survived that, you know, the naught to <laughs> almost 30. And my children have survived as well. <laughs> and and looking at you know some of the things that we did when we were bringing them up and and they I'm incredibly proud of them because they're so independent and Wonderful. they are there impacting the world making a difference living fantastic lives which is all you really want as a parent you know you want your child to go out there and have a, have a strong sense of themselves mm -hmm. and have and and there's things that we can really do as parents that influence that so we we look at that as well it's how to listen so that your children will speak to you yeah um, you may not want to hear what they've got to say but <laughs> especially when they're teenagers but it's um it's exciting to really enter into their world you know yes. we often reacting out of our own unmet needs as as parents when we face with that need in our child in our children so if we've done the work and we can use we can almost use that as a signpost for where we need to still heal within ourselves. Our children can be great teachers for that. Yes. And so if there's, you know, if there's a hot button that your children are continuously pushing in you, then that's an invitation for you to look at that for yourself. And then when you heal it, you'll see that the energy that is, that shows up when they do that behavior or they say those things gets lowered and you can really then start to be present with them a lot more in, mm -hmm be curious about their thinking and their view of the world awesome. oh beautiful it's, word uh, that curious i love that yeah, powerful. yeah i noticed that you're also a time to think coach and wow mm. i mean that in itself is another whole world i love time to think it's incredible mm. do you use any of your time to think um, practices while you're coaching people and working with people as well 
it's always the foundation of every single bit of work that I do. Mm -hmm. So I always set the time to think foundation up as the container for any work that I do. Mm -hmm. and then definitely use the different components of the thinking environment. So mm -hmm. the components of attention, which is listening with respect and without interruption. So really creating that space for people to examine and explore their own thinking, because we don't often get the chance to do that. We very often interrupted either by somebody completing our sentence for us, if we can't find the word, or, you know, we, we're listening to respond, you know, we're listening to have our turn to jump in. Whereas this is listening to ignite thinking in the other person. It's listening with that curiosity of where they're going to go in their thinking. And then the component, components of equality. So, you know, that we equal in terms of our ability to think for ourselves. If I'm going to offer you attention, then from the components of equality, will you offer me the same attention when it's my turn? Um, the components of appreciation are used hugely. I would have to say that the components of appreciation has been the fundamental transformation key in my relationship. So the, the, the components of appreciation is the appreciation of qualities that you notice and see in the other person. Mm -hmm. And when we look at it from a relationship perspective and we talk about creating an environment where there's a five to one ratio of appreciation to criticism. And you literally have to force yourself to focus on what it is that you're appreciating. Over time, your lens changes. Hmm. And so often in relationship, we're so used to just, we don't have to even do anything to focus on the negative things that our spouse <laughs> are doing or our business partner's doing or that John client is doing. You know, we, we don't even have to, we don't have to place any energy on it. It's like we kind of just focus on it anyway. So this is a conscious refocusing on it. So, you know, it's things like when my husband comes home or when I come home or when the kids come home, we get up and go and greet them at the door with an appreciation. So instead of the dog running, giving a better welcome than, the, than we normally do, you know, we make that effort to go and go like I go and I say to my husband, oh, my hero, you you home, welcome. And that immediately puts him into this space of basically wow. being the hero. Wow, and then awesome. You know, and then I'll come home and he'll come home and he'll say, oh, my darling, you know, you're just so incredible and amazing, well done. And, you know, just give each other those appreciations as we, as we, as we arrive back home. And then that starts to become a practice. Mm -hmm. And then you don't need to think about it anymore. And then suddenly you're holding that person in that place where instead of focusing on the fact they didn't put the lid on the toothpaste or any of the other things that drive us crazy, because, you know, let's face it, how are we meant to live together? <laughs> you know, <laughs> especially during lockdown. <laughs> when you shift focus on, you know, when you shift, when you start to shift your focus, everything changes. And, so a lot of the thinking environment um, components are bring into the we bring it into the relationships. He's also a time to think coach, mm -hmm. so we bring that into the work that we do together. And and he is in a very strong leader leadership position in in the business that he works in, and he uses those components every day. So across every aspect of life, it's just such a powerful um, way of being. It's a way of being in the world. 
Incredible. Well, I think just that one tip for all moms in their marriage and just, I think, time to think. It's, it's not... Yeah, it's not just that moment where you're doing time to think. It's what you say. It's taking it into your relationships with your your nearest and dearest, where it really, really comes to um, to the fore. No, what's what's the word I'm looking for? That's when it comes into its own. Mm. Is really dealing with your your closest people. Mm. I love it. That's amazing. I, you are such an incredible coach. And I just think that, that everyone would get so much value from working with you. You're so experienced and you've got so many different um, levels. Uh, do you miss doing the, the going up front and being in front of a whole crowd? Because I know you and I both met at Entrepreneurs in Java where we each did a, a talk. And, and I know you listed that as one of your highlights. Do you miss that? Like actually being able to feel the energy of the room. And do you want to get into that when lockdown is over? Yes, definitely. So um, I actually went and recorded in studio for the Entrepreneurs in Darba last week. So I'm talking about the flow code, yeah. So they're running it. They're running it online, and it was just so strange being <laughs> in this white box room with the lovely guy that was recording. But you know, it's you looking into the camera. At least here, I can see you and I can feel your energy. But it's literally looking into the camera, and so definitely speaking is very high on my on my radar for as soon as we're out of lockdown. Uh, I know that. There's a potential for me to be speaking at the tourism in Darba that's happening in October. Ooh. And then uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a member and I'm actually the president of Two Oceans Toastmasters. So ah, okay. getting up front, speaking in front of um, people at Toastmasters is something that I love, love doing. And Toastmasters is such a powerful forum for being able to grow your speaking if it's something that you want to do. So really you know just encourage everybody if you if you've got a toastmasters near you if you live in the southern suburbs of cape town or out nordic fishhook area you know two oceans toastmasters has got a great group of, of experienced speakers as well as new speakers so that really helps with with developing it but yeah sure lauren <laughs> not being up in front of that crowd and just having to have that, you know, that, that incredible, because that's where you can also make an impact to a large number of people. Mm. I can picture you doing more of that. I mean, you did mm. so brilliantly. I absolutely loved your talk at Entrepreneurs in Java. And you just have such a presence in front of everyone. I think it would be amazing. Is there a TED talk in your future? Oh, please. That would be so amazing. <laughs> I could Love definitely see you doing that. Yeah, you'd be amazing doing a TED talk. You've got so much knowledge and you could, yeah, you could just weave in so much of this stuff into an incredible TED talk. I just, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> and a book, have you written a book or are you going to write a book? Um, yes, I'm actually in the process of doing that as well. <laughs> That's my Friday, my Friday activity is, is writing. And, um, and I'm working with the fabulous woman and uh, Sarah Bullen. So she's from the writing room and she really helps and coaches people to get their book. She's, she's written a book from, you know, get your book in a hundred, write your book in a hundred days. 
So ah, literally, ah. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. And it's, that's been on my radar for the last couple of years. Uh-huh. What day yeah. are you on? Uh, well, I actually had a session with her last night and I said, so I kept falling off the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on about day 30, but I should be on about day 60. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, there's been a lot going on by the sounds of things, sure. Uh, yeah, there has. So I've been doing a lot of re-business, rebranding, getting my website sorted out. So actually following that flow code for myself and, and, mm-hmm. and really applying it in, into my own business and seeing where, 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 am I, where am I green and where am I red and actually using my own business intelligence to, mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm doing what I need to be doing and focusing on the right things. Awesome. And all of that takes so much time, doesn't it? Like rebranding a website. I mean, all of that is extremely time consuming. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have anyone who helps you with that in the business or is it all you? So at the moment it's me. I'm outsourcing, I'm outsourcing a a couple of different items and things um, that that I'd like to do, but um, I'm about to launch into making my first um, employment. Ooh, so that's, that's very very exciting, and that's that's for somebody to to come and join the team. That's going to really handle all the detail orientated aspects of the business because that's not where I am. Okay. I'm a, if, you, if you know the wealth dynamics, okay. I'm a star. <laughs> Me too. And <laughs> getting up there, <laughs> and then what happens in the background? I need somebody to come in with that sustaining energy. Yeah. And I think as she says, well, you know, um, making that shift from, from being like a solopreneur to an entrepreneur is so important because we really need to make that step mm. for ourselves if we want to grow our business. There's, there's only so much that we can do ourselves when we're dealing with children, we're dealing with partners, you know, I'm talking about relationship partners, and to share the joy as well. Mm. You know, and, yes. and, and when somebody's really been part of the process and, and I really literally made this decision last week because I came home from recording that incredible, I had a, such an epic week last week. It was like big clients, pitching, recording in the studio and I came home and there was no one home. And then I was, who do I share this with? I really <laughs> want to share this. And of course I've got friends and, and friends so, so incredibly supportive. But it's, you know, it's that person that's with you that's part of the process where you've got their back, they've got your back. And it just, I think it just really creates, one plus one is not two in a business. Mm. One plus one is 11. And I think we need to remember that. We need to Mm. remember that 11 is a power number. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's not one plus one equals two. And if you want to grow your business and you want to expand it, we need to be looking at whether it's a partnership or whether it's outsourcing, however, however you're going to structure it in, the way, in a way that works for you and in, a, in the way that you can manage from a cash perspective as well, is, is to remember that, is to remember one plus one is not two. Wow, that is beautiful. So beautifully said. Wow. And is there anything you want to say about being a mom? Because we've spoken a lot about the the coaching Mm -hmm. side of your life um, and also your relationship with your husband, which is amazing. Um, Anything you want to add about your mom years and, you know, having raised three amazing children? 
Sure. That's just been the biggest journey of my whole life. And, and I think being so young, when I had my first, my first child, I was 20 when I had my first child. And I look at my kids and I think, look, if you had a child at 20, you know, it's just so, it's so unimaginable that they would, that, you know, how they would cope and how they would manage when they, when they were 20. And of course they would. Mm. But I think that my children have just been my biggest masters. Mm. And there's so much, you know, I've been so lucky because um, after much negotiation with my husband, we actually had Katie, which was, you know, my, my boys were 16 and 14 when we had, when we had Katie. So they were almost grown, you know, they were growing, grown up. Yeah. And I, I took everything that I learned from them and applied it in my relationship with her. And that has been so incredible being an older mom to her because I've been for, gone from being like the youngest mom in the class <laughs> being the oldest mom in the class. Wow, <laughs> you experienced all of it. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I had to almost grow up with my boys. So they didn't, they, I was challenged as a mom, you know, I, I, I sometimes resented my, the, my lack of freedom that I had when, you know, when they were small and all my friends were out partying and traveling and doing all of that. And, and I wish, you know, I, I know that everything's always perfect, but I wish that I, that I had known a bit more what I know now, then, you know, so that I would have been able to like, be a better mother. But I love what Oprah says. And that's what, you know, when you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. And so no judgments, no regrets. Mm. But my children have been my biggest masters. Honestly, they, they really have. And I'm so, you know, I brought them up to be independent. And this is a warning to all moms. When you bring your children up to be independent, <laughs> and they go off and they go and live far away from you. So, my two boys live in the state, so they're far away. Um, but but they, it, it's been an incredible journey, and sometimes an incredibly painful journey as well. Mm. You know, um, trying to navigate those those teenage years where you know they head off into this abyss. You don't know if they you mm. kind of got to, you've got to hold on them, but you don't know if they if they're going to be okay and they're going out into this dangerous world of social media. I mean, it wasn't as bad for the boys when they were growing up, but I mean, it's certainly prevalent now with Katie. You know, you kind of want to go and park outside the club and make sure that they're okay. But of course you can't. They've got to go out there and they've got to live their own lives. And so, and, and that's, I think, where when you've got a strong foundation of trust that's been in place from the very beginning and you trust them mm. and I think that's that's such an important thing because I trusted my kids until they let me down and then mm. we would have a conversation and then we would have to recreate that trust mm -hmm. but it was um, it was always based on that so I think when you when you assume the best then they also step into being their best Awesome. When we assume the worst, then they can also step into into being their worst. But oh. yeah, there have been some hairy moments. But I must say, the the thinking environment also played a huge role in in um, when when I was bringing up my boys when they were going through those those teenage years. Thank goodness I came across it then. Um, 
when they were about 14, 15 years old. So it was, yeah. And, and I've always used it as a way of, as a point of growth for myself. So when, when I've had my buttons pushed or when I've seen stuff where I've overreacted in a situation, I've always turned that and said, okay, what's going on with me? Where am I at? Where's that something in me that needs to be healed? Because once you heal that, then you can see, then you can be with them in their journey as opposed to reacting to what it is that they're doing. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's That's wisdom. 